Do you want to talk about how you're feeling right now? Oh, so many questions. What does this mean? What do I do? <laughs> Go on! Tell them what you think! I liked it. I think your calculations may have been off. I think it's all right. I just have a lot of feelings. This pleases me. These are perfectly normal feelings. Do you even know what you sound like when you talk like that? Now, shall we begin? Hi, hello. I have a quick question. Please go to your color-coded tram. Actually, I would like to switch. Sir, please go to your color-coded tram. No, I I don't want to go there anymore. The commercial for Westworld really sucked. Sir? Ma'am, I, I really think I made a mistake and would like to go to Roman World, where uh, I think everything's going down, so I would kind of like to get laid. Sir, please go to your color-coded tram. I know. I made a mistake, and I don't know who I need to talk to to fix it. Please go to your... <laughs> uh, yeah, I fucking know. My color-coded tram. But this is what I'm trying to say. I don't want to go there. Please let me go to a different color Coded tram. Sir. Unbelievable. Sir. No. Sir. Operator. Sir. Front desk. Sir. Roman world with, with hot people. Please go. Please go fuck yourself. To your. The Roman color. Color coded tram. <sighs> Refund or just send me to Roman world. Nothing can go wrong. Okay, well that's not creepy. Listen, I will start at Westworld and just put me on the waiting list for Roman world. Please go to your color coded tram. Wait, what about medieval world? Sir. Get on the fucking tram. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing can go wrong in Westworld. (gasps) Creepy. Enhance. 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 Oh, well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we are the Real Feels Podcast, bringing you a different movie of a different genre. Fortnightly. 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 Oh, and this sci-fi pick of Old Daddy Nathan's is uh, a doozy, but yet an oldie hasn't aged as well as he thought it would, but (laughs) but it works on some levels. That is 1973's Westworld. Mm. Westworld. Oh, fulfill all your fantasies. <laughs> wow, wow, With your banner, 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 James Brolin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. I mean, there's some bean footage for this. So, Drew, if you want to uh, slip that in. Oh, but of course. Uh, there we go. It's a beautiful bean footage. Wow, wow. Eating beans around the fire with your Westworld friends. Bow, bow. Bow, bow. Bean footage brought to you by the Delos Company. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing to worry about. <laughs> it's just beans. MGM presents Westworld. Your attention, please. We will soon be landing at Westworld, the ultimate resort. We have you on grid five, over. It consists of three worlds of the past. Locking in now. Worlds where you can live out your every fantasy. There's Roman world, the lusty, decadent delights of Imperial Pompeii. Notify ground crews. Medieval world, chivalry and combat in 13th century Europe. And Westworld. 
lawless violence on the American frontier of the 1880s. Each resort is maintained by reliable computer technology and peopled by lifelike robot men and women. Let's stand by for resort activation. Ready on six, on five, on four, on three, on two. Activate now. Our robots are programmed to provide you with an unforgettable vacation. Dinner at 7, breakfast at 6.30. Get lunch on your own. Don't look like much here, but we have everything. You mean to tell me he's a robot? What'll it be? Uh, vodka martini on the rocks with a twist of lemon. Very dry, please. Just give him whiskey. He's new in town. Many elements of the Delos Resort are potentially dangerous. That's part of the appeal. Go on. You say something, boy. Kill him. Your move. Our technology is designed to provide all this in complete safety. In Westworld, frustrations find release. Desire ends in satisfaction. Let me handle it. And all in a controlled environment. That's not supposed to happen. We know you'll enjoy your stay in Westworld. Hold it. The ultimate resort. Let me do it this time. Where nothing, nothing can possibly go wrong. I'm shot. Go wrong. Raw. Go wrong. Oh, my God. Shut down. Shut down immediately. Westworld from MGM, starring Yul Brynner, Richard Benjamin, and James Brolin. Westworld, the ultimate resort. Boy, do we have a vacation for you. For you. For you. For you. So, Westworld. <laughs> Who doesn't want to go to Westworld? Um... Yul well, Brenner. this isn't a glowing endorsement for once it. again. <laughs> it, yeah, no, the the whole catastrophe happening. But premise wise, this the reason why I picked this film is because I think that it it has such a it has the bones of such a cool idea. Going to an amusement park, quote unquote, where there are robots, you can live out whatever kind of dream fantasy you want with, uh, you know, rock'em, sock'em robot Do they type. have the holsters with the string that you could wrap around your leg? <laughs> I feel like that'd be, that'd be best. That'd be, that'd well, be quick draw. I mean, think of how many things, like, it possibly inspired. I mean, you have, uh, what's the, what's the thing down in L.A. where it's, like, medieval times? Like, you know, medieval Dinner times and tournament. was definitely, I, I would dare say, inspired a little bit by this. Uh, Terminator. Okay, so... Terminator was Yul Brenner's character was the inspiration for it. John Carpenter's inspiration for Michael Myers in Halloween. You had uh, Westworld be the first movie to use CGI animation. You had Westworld depicting a movie in 1983. It was the first movie. No, 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 no. Sorry. 73 film. 
but the but the actual world that they're in is the world of 1983, uh, and it's the a lot first cocaine. It's the first movie to actually mention anything remotely close to, or even in the uh, embodiment of a computer virus, because they do say it's an infection amongst the robots. So I mean, this is this is groundbreaking shit. I mean, the same thing with Michael Crichton directing later would give us Jurassic Park and this was the the scaffolding. This was the ground that he broke it from. He just replaced robots with dinosaurs. I saw this movie way 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 back in the day cuz I in middle school to high school I went through my Crichton phase and I read <clears throat> Sphere, Andromeda Strain, uh, I do like Sphere. And, uh, you know, read Jurassic Park. Um, I didn't read Westworld, but I watched it. Um, so it's been on my radar for for a while. I think Crichton, for, for a while, almost could do no wrong. Like, he just oh, well, was I mean, putting out, right out of college, banger after banger. Yeah, right out of college, he wrote some essay that, like, got him immediately noticed. And that gave him uh, the Spurs... You know, pardon the pun. When you're so talented that you don't even use your medical degree that you got from Harvard. Jesus, right. He has a medical degree. That he didn't even use it. Right out of college, he wrote this essay that got him he super He worked noticed. on ER. And then... 331 episodes, well, okay, thank okay. you. And 30 then, years later. And then he, <laughs> he got to direct his first uh, TV movie. And it just, it just kind of went from there. Now, the sad part is, is that with the kerfuffle that was directing and going through this shoot the man didn't do anything for five years he took an entire year off because he said it was just so exhausting doing this movie and of course at the time mgm before it was sold out they're like no 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 it's okay we will make very little changes you have our complete confidence everything is fine day one they immediately wanted rewrites and then they didn't even sign the main actors up until two days before shooting. And they wanted him to do it for under a million dollars and in 30 days. And which I think it was like five of those days, Joel Brenner was kind of like in, uh, he was he was out. He was out of commission because he had gotten an he's, injury. To, he's a robot. Well, <laughs> he, he had gotten yeah. an injury to his eye. And something had like scratched his retina. It'd be a cornea. Was it the cornea? Can't sorry, really scratch a retina. I'm sorry, Doctor Eyes. <laughs> I I should know better <laughs> than to speak of that in front of you. You call me Pop Jack's an optometrist call, mostly. Call, call mostly. Me mostly. Call me Papa Peeps. <laughs> Papa Peepers. Jack's a scientist. <laughs> you know, I'm something of a scientist myself. <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, yeah. Th this whole movie, everything, despite everything that came of it. I, I still find it impressive and uh, enjoyable. Like Nathan's saying, it has the bones for some yeah. like really great ideas, really fun things. The same set for Westworld used a year later in Blazing Saddles. Why not? And it, it, the story is very simple and easy to kind of follow, even though they I, I think that they they land the, you know, the routine fairly well. It doesn't even really get to the drama, so to speak, until like more than halfway. I mean, it is like late in the game when they're like, oh yeah, by the way, uh, the computer staff dies of oxygen loss. We'll just make up something and uh, the computers go 
crazy. Like giving very little rhyme or reason, but that's very here's true. The problem. There's never really an explanation yeah. as to like why why things go haywire. Siskel of Siskel and Ebert had said that the that the uh, two thirds first two thirds of the film he was very much engaged and he loved it, but then it just kind of lost pacing because the last third of the movie is just a chase scene essentially. Can we talk about the poor guy from Medieval World? First, he, first he gets rejected by like the, uh, the uh, sex bot, the sex bot, he, the fin so bot. Not even a robot will have sex with this. My man. lord, my lord. <laughs> and then he's just trying to have some breakfast, and he gets attacked by the Black Knight with the worst fencing of all time, and their swords yes. are like already bent. Like you can see the Black Knight's sword is bent as fuck. When he, and it's like, all right, yes. oh, so uh, what are we going to do for this scene? We'll just hit each other's shields and hit each other's swords. You can see them dent as they're fighting. <laughs> and I'm like, man, what are these made of? I love the fact that when you say he's just trying to have breakfast, he's just wandering around the Great Hall and he's like picking up meat that's been sitting out for hours. It's what's wrong. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> Salmonella. <laughs> Not a thing. They were made of sterner stuff back then. <laughs> but he's not that thin. <laughs> but no, he gets, he gets like a little cut on his arm and he's all like, oh. And then he gets like stabbed in the gut. And I like, like how his, oh wife do, his wife does nothing while he's being attacked, slashed. And as soon as he like gets the cut on his and, arm, uh, she should be screaming like, stop. Did you stop? Well, the, did you guys the uh, see? The, the queen's not his wife. Did you see Maggie, yeah, it is. Maggie Smith? No, I thought the queen like. Remember the queen? I'm pretty sure that the queen is his wife because she, he was made like a lord and she was made like a princess or a queen, and he's constantly trying to like get her affection. But the black knight is like after her and he's fighting for her. Hmm. And and he's remember, he's even like across the way in the hall, like where the royalty is over and up, and he's like down at the tables. He's just like, he's like a low titled lord. Uh, a hedge knight? I don't even think he's like a hedge, a hedge knight. Uh, a shrub knight. A, shr <laughs> a shrubbery. <laughs> Me. <laughs> but a young Maggie Smith is in it, you say? Blake and miss it. Interesting. Blake, I, apparently Blake I did. It. There was not the thick Scottish accent that she, she normally speaks with. What was it? This is 1973. Mm -hmm. So then Murder by Death was like 1976. Okay. I mean, we should have seen some bright red hair well, somewhere. Maybe it was covered I guess up. You'll just have to go back for one of your movie scavenger hoods. <laughs> I already watched the sort of scavenger hoods. You like the scavenger hoods? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <From> the movies? <laughs> I enjoy them. <laughs> <laughs> but it. I mean, did you guys, this was your first, second, third, twelfth watch? So this was my first full watch through. I've seen pieces of Westworld over the years, and I've seen multiple times that it's been parodied via TV shows and The Simpsons and even like, you know, American Dad and Family Guy. I It's... You know, it's it's weird. Like before I had actually completed a full watch through, I had seen more random clips, obviously considering the time of uh, the new Westworld show than, you know, uh, than this film. Although Westworld, the show, I, I do like how it takes a much darker tone. Did you finish it? No. Oh, yeah. I didn't think so. <laughs> 
He's not a fan of anime. Well, the thing I like about the TV show is they they took the premise and they ran with it, but really they they got pretty down and dirty with trying to sort of explore what makes a person a human, what gives somebody a soul. Hmm. Um, so like ex machina style. Well, yeah, but I mean, they're pretty much if if you woke up and you thought you're a robot, but you didn't think you're a robot. I mean, what makes you more or less human than anybody you. else? Okay, so it's a little ex machina mixed with some. It's not I, a little. I okay. It's, it's ex machina mixed with just like a sma- a sprinkling of I robot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Got you. And to another point. Um, they're also doing very shady business practices. It, they don't go too heavy into it, but like basically, um, when you when you consent to go to one of these places, uh, you forfeit your rights to uh, like y- your DNA. So if you uh, go in one of these sex robots, your it's called a cream Basically. pie. Nathan. Oh god. It's called a cream pie. We we call it raw dogging. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like it, it, they like you said, it they take it and they really expand on it uh to a very different level than this was, uh the movie, which is just more like, hey, what if you were at this robot world and things went wrong? What would happen? And with not a whole lot of uh, backbone to be like, oh, let's – there's a lot of plot holes. Let's just say that. Uh, I like how they didn't uh, – and this this movie came out prior to History of the World Part 1. But I like how they didn't spend a lot of time in Roman world because I think most people <laughs> in a contemporary audience are just seeing History of the World Part 1. Like, treasure bath! What's next, faggot? <laughs> what? So no 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 yes no 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 yes yes. So I mean even so even before Crichton came up with the idea for Westworld in 1863, an article was published called "Darwin Among the Machines," and it basically set it, it sets Were this. You go to the library with like the microfilm microfilch. <laughs> So it, it, te- it I need to see all your records it, from 1863. It sets this premise 100%. It basically says that like the robots will become sentient, the robots will fight for themselves and they will turn against their masters and eventually like robots will rule. Like this whole I mean this is 1863. I for one welcome our new Antilope Lawrence. <laughs> But I mean that's that's what you're saying like you know so what true. does it make him human? What I mean what exactly is turning these robots into killers. And I love the fact that like, it's, it's almost like, okay, it's like a Blade Runner thing. You know what I mean? Where they, okay. Blade Runner had to pay homage to this then because the one thing that you can tell, should I get the director on the phone? <laughs> Enhance. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's talk about your mother, my mother. <laughs> um, but the one thing in Blade Runner that you can always tell if someone is, a a, uh, a, a a skin job is is the eyes, and I mean with Yul Brenner and the uh, the sex robot uh, in the in the cow in the Western world, their their eyes kind of shimmer silvery, 
So I mean, and no, no, no. Just look at the hands, Drew. Just no, look at their hands. It's say, not even a hand. Uh, they don't even focus anything on the hands to say no. that anything's wrong. But the eye and the shimmering, and I love because you have the old adage of like the eye is the window to the soul. And if something's wrong with the eyes, which is exactly like the skin jobs and the and the robots or synths, if we're gonna go like Fallout uh, style, the the eyes tell it, and they yeah. So I mean. Hell, maybe they just got tired of dying and like literally getting placed back in the next day to die again. Well, and it's also an interesting exploration of what happens to people when they decide that there are no rules anymore. That's true. Because there's like, that's the whole thing. You beat him up, shoot him. That that one first scene where you'll better walks in. He's talking shit at the bar. Uh, Get this. Such a fun scene too. get this man a bib. Yeah, I know. (laughs) You can't, sloppy with can't drink. drink it without his mommy. <laughs> you talk too much. Uh, but it, it is sort of, um, you know, indulging a side of humanity that maybe ought not be indulged in. I mean, true, because, I mean, he got bumped and Yul Brenner is, you know, he's talking shit. But it's James Brolin who's all like, go, go, get him. Get him. Come come on, Rufio. Hit him back. <laughs> Mung tongue. I mean, he's... <laughs> Prison barber. He's, he's the one who's kind of like edging him on. And he's like, go get him, dude. You got to get into this. And I mean, you're right. If there's no rules that people technically have to abide by, if they're free to do anything that they want, what what's going to happen? Now, the robots themselves have to abide by rules, much like until the... Until they don't have until to. They don't. Until they don't. Now, the sex robot in Medieval World, they're all like, what do you mean? She said no. And I'm like, oh, OK, um, <laughs> hold on now. <laughs> Maybe the sex bots have like a self-cleaning sort of like Japanese cooter where like they walk away and like steam's all shooting out. Got to get ready for like, <laughs> like throwing the sanitation cycle in. They all like turn into spheres and they start to fly away. Oh, baby. Yeah. <laughs> From Nick Rick and Morty. <laughs> I suppose. I suppose. But, uh, uh, you know, Josh Brolin is in it, but I wouldn't say he's the main character. The main character Uh, is Richard. James Brolin. His his dad. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Uh, Is uh, (laughs) Richard Benjamin, uh, who ended up becoming a director later on in life. He directed My Favorite Year with Peter O'Toole, which is one of my wife's favorite movies. He also directed probably one of my favorite 80s comedies of all time the money pit with uh, tom hanks oh did he uh, along with some other things milk money in the 90s but uh because i was like uh, he must not be very famous i've never seen him in anything oh wait that's because he was behind the camera yeah and he did a lot of other stuff but just like very minor roles and uh, nothing like crazy big but he's he's still still kicking to still kicking and still doing stuff so i mean like as far as career-wise, well done. And then you have James Brolin that, uh, you know, one, produced a legendary son, Thanos, and uh, who's... Did you know that uh, the last I looked, um, that J- uh, Josh Brolin, his net worth was like 20-something million? And I'm like, that cannot be real. The man has done... So many he's good films. Thanos, for Christ's sake! He was in the Goonies. Like he's he's been he's been in our lives for a very long time. And how has he only amassed twenty million dollars? Come on! I I mean it's it's just one of those things where it depends. I mean, just because he's been in like a handful of stuff that's incredibly recognizable, 
doesn't mean that he's actually having the net worth of a lot of other actors. I've, I mean, if you look at the entire cast of Friends, Jennifer Aniston almost like doubles what most of the cast has. I mean, grant, True, granted, I think look she's... Look at the man's face! I, <laughs> look at the man's face, Jack! <laughs> he's... I, I'm just saying, he's got he's got it in all the right places to make sure that, you know, he's a successful actor and... Anyways, he's not even in this film. His dad is. And plays a, plays a decent role. And uh, I think, you know, as a supporting... Um, you know, not the the one that's been there before that kind of is showing the ropes of like, yeah, we can do whatever we want. And yeah, I don't know. Shoot it. You want to murder you know? a whore? Yeah, shoot we me. Can murder whores. <laughs> uh, but I like how the, the, the one surviving technician uh, didn't tell him like to try to electrocute him or anything like that. It's like throw acid in their face. It's like, what is this, a hate crime now? Could you imagine if just like the simplest, <laughs> the simplest of ways, it's like, no, put away the guns. Take these. What's this? It's called a super soaker. <laughs> Just hit him. Hit him with water balloons. <laughs> we need a third grade birthday party at a park. Your brother is shooting at him down in the uh, the tunnels, and then his gun starts low battery. Like it's an analog gun. Just put more shells in it. <laughs> low battery. It can't fire the bullets. <laughs> Use, uh, use your big, your, your thumb thingy, your monkey thingy. Blow battery on the gun. I also love that it can't shoot anything with like a heat, a heat not a pulse. Then does, does that mean like the, the sex spots, they've got like, like heated seats? Cause nobody wants no, to the- <laughs> fuck a room temperature coot. <laughs> no, it's not even room it's temp. Like, a, it's, like an it's, unheated it's- pool. There's it's cold as ice. There's a movie. Stream. There's a movie called All Cheerleaders Die, and there's a band of. Uh, Do they microwave it real quick? Real so there's a band of gals, and uh, one of them is a cheerleader, and Soaking like they all water like a baby bottle. On, so they all die in a crash. So they're they're dead. They're undead, but they're still walking around like they're alive. And then one of them decides like to a modified curling iron to bang one of the guys, and he. Gets so excited and he runs back to his friend. He's all like, oh, man, we did it. We did it right there in the special ed bathroom stall or the handicapped bathroom stall. But, man, I, I don't get it. So is it, I, like is it supposed to be cold? Heated lotion things? The masseuse uses? No, he literally, his line was lying. He's all like, no, I'm still going is off. it supposed to really be cold? To said, <laughs> I didn't know yeah, it was supposed to be cold. Um, I was still thinking about ways to warm an artificial cooter. Um. Was it like a heat pack? Like one of those hand warmers? Like you, you just you smack it, and then uh, you got like maybe there's got to be a yeah maybe like twenty there's be settings. Yeah, maybe like twenty minutes. There's got to be setting. I mean, how do you do you do you like reach up in and then like flip a switch? There's a dial, just a <laughs> dial on the inside. <laughs> but more importantly, it's you like got to find the dial. It's not back. It's a little <laughs> back and then up a bit. And then is the butthole sealed shut unless they go <laughs> nope, for like it, the diamond package seven, or something like seven, that? Seven, seven. <laughs> Get it to seven. What's this? Is where we lost a lot of people. (laughs) Yeah, it's also weird that like the thing that kind of starts triggering this, like, oh, like what's going on? Is a a snake, which 
It would have made more sense if there was just a like a snake that got on set. Right? I thought it was just going to be like a real snake. And they also they go, oh, bring that robot in for you know Although decommissioning I, I did like research. That. Lightning fast. They're like, yeah, bring that one in. They're like, like Willy Wonka. Like we're here. I thought they would. Oh, I thought they would like pop okay. out of like a secret hatch. You know, beneath the. They do that in the TV show. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. Once you watch it, Once and- I watch it. Thank you, Jack. <laughs> I'm telling you, the TV show does have some really, really, really good acting. Some great dialogue, and story wise, for the first two seasons. I think holds together very well. After that, I I somewhat lost interest. Season three, I was like, uh, okay, I the maze and yeah, got a little all the like got a little the meaning of life. Yeah, yeah, got, but, got a little too Mad Men for you. You're like, what is, the, what is this? What are you, hey, what is this about? Yeah, what what about it doing? <laughs> but I I do like that you have kind of like a hey, what do you want to do uh, for the day? It's like um, like I don't know. Let's Oh, I'm going to be the sheriff because the sheriff just died. So Uh, that's the only consequence that I've noticed in the entire film for something going wrong. So you have Brolin getting arrested and he's thrown in jail or not Brolin. um, Yeah. Who's the other? Was it? Oh, no, uh, you're right. No, no, no. Who's the other guy? Uh, Peter. Yeah, Peter. So he's thrown in jail. So for all we know, he's actually like he's going to be in jail for the rest of his stay. Because the sheriff's just doing what sheriff does. Maybe that's part of a side quest. But I love the fact that also, like... <laughs> it's gotta get broken side out. quest hanging? Gotta get broken out of jail Brolin by, blows, by the Jones boys. <laughs> blows up the back of the... And he has a horse ready. Like, who's not watching these people? Also, TNT in that confined of an area, the concussion... I mean, like... Oh, the explosion concussion would have just... He wouldn't be walking out <laughs> that easily. Just like, yep, let me jump on the horse. No, yeah. it would be it would be far more uh, harmful than what was uh, actually shown. And there's a lot of things that are kind of plot holish about it where it's like, wait a minute, how can you, like, guarantee... I mean, Disneyland can't guarantee your safety and, like, be like, nothing can go wrong but, here at but Disneyland. Disneyland. But, but the only thing you have to worry about is Disneyland is the other patrons, I think. I, right. I mean, <laughs> if you if you do get hurt, or more importantly, if it comes to a point where you die at Disneyland, they won't pronounce you dead until you're off park property. Because no one wants to say, someone died at Disneyland. So I mean, what if there's just no, uh, there's no way to like deny it. They're just like, well, I, mean, I don't know. I'm like, <laughs> we'll find out. Later. They're like, he's he's missing his head. Gone. Like, <laughs> his, his head's gone. Nah, it's okay. They'll just sew it back on. Still, still blood coming out of him. I mean, un- still pumping. Uh, obviously, like certain certain extreme circumstances like that excluded. But like, if someone's has like a heart attack or you know they fell and they like cracked their neck, like the, they're gonna get. Medical personnel, but they're not going to pronounce you dead until you are off pro- uh, park property, because they got to keep the facade that it's the happiest place on earth. Yeah. Just like you know, like, Delos needs to uh, like throwing money away. Well, yeah, <laughs> Delos needs to keep it up and say, you know, this is the greatest vacation that you'll ever have. It's a thousand dollars a day, which equates to from 1973 to like sixty two hundred dollars a day. That's insane. And no self-heating cooters. <laughs> and you Not only, a one. And you only have three places to visit. 
And really, you only choose one and you're stuck there for at least a week. Plus, yeah, I don't know the hygiene. Like, I don't know what's sort of like. See, he said you he said, you uh, you know, it'll be two bits for a bath and hot water. And I'm thinking if you're going like legit cowboy era, OK, for and I think a lot of people think that the cowboy era was a lot longer than really what it was. But it was it was barely just over like 20, 20 ish years, four times longer than the Confederacy. Was it? Yeah. Oh, oh wow. And so the to, Confederacy to, was was one quarter at that time. Huh. Yeah. But I mean, to have a bath, I, I I don't I don't see them getting like that that amount of like you know convenience. Right? Are you kind of are you are you going into the economics of two bits in a fucking bathroom? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel I <laughs> That's feel not like the, you, the point. Like, I like, like Western. Uh, yeah, I know, but I feel like you <laughs> dove in right in the kiddie pool. Where it's like don't dive in. Self-heating cooters. Leave it at that. <laughs> Out of the three, I think Westworld is got to be the worst choice. Really? Like, think about it. Like, the, the I mean, the guns part of it is kind of cool, but the... You're going to have far more rampant disease in medieval world <laughs> if it was going authenticity. Not, no, but that, I mean, okay, so... They're, I feel like they like streamline it too hard in the like, oh, well, no, like we got to like, we're out here roughing it. It's like, no, Roman, nice and lush and lavish. And, you know, there's soft beds and like lots of good food. In medieval times, it looks like it's just a party all the time. <laughs> and in Westworld, they're like, oh, yeah, uh, I don't know. There's a little town. You can <laughs> go shoot up the saloon or go rob the. Oh, should we go do the bank robbery? Uh, like we already missed the five o'clock. You know, bank. like we're gonna wait. We gotta wait for the robbery to respawn. I love the guy on the yeah. in the in the intro. He's like, well, I don't know what happens when the stagecoach is late. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it's, I think Westworld is. I think it, I think it's still again. It, it's a fun idea. My first choice. Well, why did you pick it? You picked it. Oh no, I'm oh, saying like he's saying okay. I'm saying the world, world as a choice oh, okay. for a destination. Oh no, why I, did you pick? I think it? this seems this, so, this seems very not cherry picked. For yeah, for no, so the, the reason, broadest of of like options, just sci-fi. So the reason why I picked Westworld is because one, the feels that I had of it when I first watched it, and I watched it. I mean, I feel like probably younger than I should have, uh, you know, especially some parts where it's like, whoa, that's a uh, provocative, <laughs> but I, I, I thought it was just like, so cool. Cause I also growing up, I liked Yul Brenner. I thought he was, you know, just uh, well, the, yeah, the John Wayne of, you know, uh, but I don't know. He just, he just did such different roles too. the King and I magnificent. Like he was like, hey, I'm going to go well, back into Western. I mean, he's a badass gonna... Russian basically just revisiting. Sorry. He is repurposing his role from the magnificent seven. I mean, even the co even his he costume made is bald the same. beautiful. Huh? He made bald beautiful. Hmm. Yes, he did. But he only got paid $75,000. He was so this. hard up for money though. He was like, yeah. He's like, how much? Let's do well, it. Because his, because <laughs> his King and I uh, television show kind of fell through. And well, that, that he's like, like can I be drunk idea. the whole time? I, you know yeah, what? Yeah. King and I as a movie. Great. Because on Broadway, it was popular. That's fine. But you're right. A King and I television show. Who wants that? Especially back then. It's like like the bad 
sitcom tropes where like the king comes in from work and he trips over the duvet. It's like, oh, <laughs> I mean, that's Mother, a- what do you mean you burnt the roast, <laughs> son of a bitch? That's like sitting here and saying like, hmm, thanks, Roger and Hammerstein. I would love a three season run of seven brides for seven brothers. No, <laughs> no one wants this. <laughs> Oh. But yeah, Yul Brenner, I think, is like, he's amazing. And and even in this, he has very little uh, dialogue. You know, he's just kind of like you said, re- rehashing his role. But it's like, it's so good I, that he's that he's just I making the appearance. I enjoy him as a, I, I do love, again, with the integration of the first time for CGI, which it took eight hours, eight hours, six or eight hours for like, 10 seconds of video footage and it costs like 40 grand. Oh, it's 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 crazy. Like what they tried to do. And it's interesting now because what it cost them then and how much time it took also where with today, I mean, obviously, you know what? 50 years later. Okay. You can do the pixelated imaging that they do now with just, I mean, the click of a button it's already there and, and done. But I do love the fact that like you can look at it and say, OK, cool. So he has no heat, but he's he has like heat sensors and that's how he's following him. And I'm like, ooh, well, they, they replaced his visual cortex with the upgraded with an upgrade. Uh, oh, infrared. that's true. Yeah. yeah. Spare no expense. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, this, the, the special effects were decent. For its time. Sure. Um, it, it did make me laugh, like, the control room, where it has, like, basically, like, the Christmas lights panels with the randomly blinking lights. It's like, what are these actually telling you? What are these actually telling it's the same you? Type of, it's the same type of, I think, like, magical realism where when you're watching, like, old Star Trek, you know what I mean? And it's still Christmas lights and it's cardboard sets and you just kind of, you just kind of smile and nod. You know what it is? It's also, like... In 1986 with Transformers, the movie, and they they do like a, uh, a a zoom in on the planet Earth. And it's all like, it is the year 2005. And you're like, no, it's not. In the year 2000. <laughs> no. Like, no, it's not. We didn't have this technology in 2005. Go away. <laughs> but like even like the computer monitors don't really have anything going on with them. They're just no, these kind of, of like not. screensavers. And. I'm now telling the computer exactly what it can do with a lifetime supply of chocolate. Like, it, there's nothing. Or the one guy's ordering breakfast. He's like, yeah, I'll have a French toast with them. Um, can, can you not burn the eggs this time? Like, I'm like, wait, what? It, it is interesting. This is a weird pan shot. That the computer virus that's infecting the robots itself, or mainly uh, just, uh, you know, Yul Brenner's character and the snake but for some reason also gets into the environmental controls and locks the doors and shuts off the... Well, because it, it's... If you take it a little bit further, it's probably... They're becoming self-aware. Skynet is no, becoming yeah, exactly. self-aware. Exactly. But I mean, that's... But then the question is, is like, man, why wouldn't it... Lo- I mean, like, is there just, you know... Wh- it, it seems that the main control hub... Unless it's just easily accessed in like a central location between all three worlds, because obviously he can traverse across the desert and make it uh, over to Roman world. And then, you know, Which hops is conveniently demarcated by a line of Roman marble busts <laughs> and then yeah. hops going to jump you over you to market. medieval world. But I mean, man, why isn't it like locking up 
all of the exits, all of the doors. Maybe Medieval World is for the people that just want to like shit in a bucket <laughs> and then just throw it out their window in the morning. <laughs> there, yeah, there, no locks. There were poop shoots designed into castles. <laughs> I, I mean, maybe you like, maybe you, maybe you heard about Tywin Lannister and what happened to him in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> There's something about also projectiles in Medieval World that I don't know, like, how you would skirt around that, like, a bow and arrow. It's like, Maybe how- there's a trigger oh. lock. Boop, 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 boop. Uh, <laughs> but- no, that's very true. <laughs> Maybe. And I mean, like, what, do the swords suddenly become, like, rubber and they, they blunt when they... <laughs> no, we know the swords work. <laughs> no, I know the swords work. <laughs> That's actually, you know what? That is a very big safety hazard then. Because if the guns. I'm telling you, it's plot holes everywhere. If the guns don't shoot people who have heat signatures. Low battery! <laughs> uh, 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 you didn't say the magic word. <laughs> Please! <laughs> that is so interesting. I mean, yeah. I, think, I think at least the costuming. Uh, went well. I mean, it was enough to believe it. I do love the fact that like they had them all ready to go. They they had the Levi jeans. They had the vests. They had uh, essentially like an a range of guns that you could just grab and go. And I'm thinking to myself like, but like, what's your personality? You know what I mean? Like, are you assigned a character or do you just build one from the get go and you get to be literally whoever the I hell you want? Because yeah. I mean. The the kind of like timid banker dude suddenly becomes the sheriff. I I think that might be the funniest thing in the entire film when he's all like, "You want to try me?" Okay. He tries to leave. He tries to leave, and the door is stuck. I love the phone call. Yeah, if he wants to be sheriff, fine. Let him. We don't care. But I feel like that would be that's like probably one of the most like accurate depictions of like management behind the scenes, where it's just like. Yeah, I, I don't. There's nothing in the guidelines that says he can't. Like, I don't know. Just let him. And that whole little part of it is pretty fun. I like that. Well, I mean, it's just like the guy in the very beginning. He's all like, well, for the last two weeks, I was the sheriff of Westworld. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> but the commercials do not do it justice, I don't think. Like, I would not pick Westworld over medieval world or definitely not over roman world roman world you are just like you're being a gladiator you're getting with lots and lots it's it's all just having fun (laughs) west world you're just camping (laughs) and then then robbing the bank that is the one cool thing you really get to do i don't know i i I think with west world you kind of have that sort of appeal especially if you if you can get into some shenanigans and you can create your own type of like uh up and get go i i would treat it almost like red dead redemption i you have to i mean well yeah i i think it'd be i don't know i think me i think that if you could explore it and there was like a train coming through the town you can get on the train you can you know stop a train robbery be part of the train robbery i don't know i you I, could be the train you could be the train jack <laughs> you could Self-warming cooters, you be trains. Uh, you guys ready for segments? Well, maybe they got like the little, like, the little coin operated, like right around the navel, and it's like the the magic fingers beds. Like, do you have to like insert a coin like mid coitus? <laughs> just so two bits, two bits, two fucking bits. So it'd be nice. You want it in the butt? Three bits. <laughs> 
to climax, please insert $75. Oh, come on! <laughs> oh. That's how they get you. For five more, mi- right. for five more minutes. <laughs> uh, segment number one. This place is fun. Sex with robots and shooting bad guys. What more can you ask for? As much as the West, uh, Wild West seems great, the real West was probably not as cool. But who cares? It's, uh, it's what you make it, and the idea spurs way stronger world builds. What world would you have been telling your buddy that dragged you to it? This place is fun. Okay, so I'm going to just get this out of the way because Nathan has already kind of like pooped on the idea. I I would probably go Westworld because I like because I like Westerns so much. Okay, so this is a uh, this question was more of what world beyond the three. Oh, beyond the three. No, okay, that's fine then. So I I went for the originals. Okay, okay. Here's here's the thing. I okay. So I would if we're going to ignore the three, but I of, of the three, I would choose Westworld because. I just like Westerns. That's just my thing. Okay. Now, if I did, and I have a choice and an honorable mention because the honorable mention I don't think would work. Uh, If I had another choice, I would go to Victorian world. All right. Victorian, uh, Victorian era England or Victorian era America. Okay. You have culture. You have theater. You have English language. You have high society. Oh, capital. I mean, if you had like, you know, Obviously, a, a Westworld style synth like Oscar Wilde. I want to go meet that man. And I mean, I think it'd be kind of neat. I, you have so many things that spurred from that era that inspired so many uh, like so much of an essence of pop culture and literature and, and especially theater. I think that would be really neat. And honorary mention Samurai World. Now that's in the TV show. Oh, that's, that's in the TV. I mean, show. Samurai <laughs> World. Yuki Sonata is in it. Oh, Samurai World. I think would be super, super neat. But I think it would also be kind of weird just just to see a big white guy walking around the Edo period. <laughs> What's wrong with that? I just I think I think it'd be out of place. <laughs> well, fine. Oh, good. <laughs> Jack's like I'm not going to Samurai World. <laughs> so I, I I went thinking it was it was like. What a buddy says to us when we're in Westworld. Uh, so I went with uh, no no venereal diseases and as much whiskey as you want. Only thing missing missing is an old timey looking Taco Bell. Because after a long <laughs> night of drinking, gamb- gambling, and horn, you don't want beans and salt pork. You don't want this is true. You want like this is very true. You want some some good munchies. You don't. You, you just don't want like they hand you like Tacos a, a clay bowl with a wooden spoon, and they're like, "There is your fucking your There's your your stew." Maybe your Westworld is like close to the border. Uh, no, maybe, but but it's it's sort of like maybe maybe there's like a a break from Westworld where it's like like a little Westworld visitor, visitor center where you could go in <laughs> and you don't have to pretend like you're a cowboy. They could just be like. I'll take the Wagyu cheeseburger and some snow crab legs uh, and the caviar. While you're there, I'm going to pay extra money. Uh, I'll pay an extra $300 and I, I get the Marshall package. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm surprised there wasn't like a little bit more mention of that, like in in game purchases, you know, of like, you know, hey, uh, you know, to be sheriff. It's extra, you know, $300, like something like that. They could have, I think, expanded on a little bit more, but to the segment. But hold on. Um, uh, last last oh. thing. I would have also gotten a tattoo 
in my pubic region that just said <laughs> manifest destiny. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> and then I called my junk the Monroe Doctorate, so I if if I had to pick Tell a me world where my history's Jack, wrong. <laughs> it's not. If I, had to, if I had to pick a world for Jack to go to, <laughs> it would be to World War II naval world where he is just a captain on a boat. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, I'd, probably, I'd probably be in like Berlin, nineteen forty-one, with my with my SS officer's uniform. Oh, just God. feel like, oh, this, oh my God. this seems bad, but this Luger's kind of cool. Are we the baddies? Are we the baddies? <laughs> Herr Schnitzel, Herr Schnitzel. <laughs> oh, say, can you see? Jack's just making bad puns. <laughs> this is the worst. What? No, not dinner. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but no, I, I do not condone the essence. <laughs> I think I think Jack would just be, you know, taking on uh, Tom Hanks's role in the Battle of the Atlantic. But but uh, I think uh, Richard Burton's line from The Eagle's Land it is terrible people, but they got style. Oh. Huh? So my honorable mention world would be D&D world. And it's simply the honorable mention because I don't think that it would. Uh, I thought we were going and, realistic. And, well, no, and that's the thing. Like to to make a, a world that, you know, is kind of like, hey, like, what do you want to do? And it's like, I'd love to be in a D&D session in real. You know, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I've also I've heard about like places that have tried to do this like where like they have larping a tap yeah and it's or, like uh, yeah. what's the one con in indianapolis uh dragon con oh gen con gen con dragon con is a thing but you're probably thinking of gen con yeah so i i don't think that it would pan out as as well as it um, would be like the maze from dungeons of dragons the movie where it's like <laughs> three little spots three of- things <laughs> It's like, you know, break. We've all watched Indiana Jones, so we know how to do break it. Break the hourglass. Okay, what's next? Richard O'Brien synth Oof. going, Who the hell is he? Who the hell are you? <laughs> you win the prize. <laughs> In my guild. Uh, but the the world that I think that would be pretty cool would be, um, like, kind of pirate, but, like, less. Oh, pirates. Like, on less on like boat and more uh like in between ports like almost like a like a little cruise that then goes to like another like little port and you hang out you have fun you do your thing yeah, back could, on the boat could you imagine Howdy. could you imagine you pay for like 2 weeks and one week of it you're just stuck on a boat <laughs> <laughs> you're like, with scurvy you're like oh my god this is horrible if you get scurvy in a week that's almost impressive i can't yeah. i can't swim well this is not gonna be well, this is not the place you. for you <laughs> nothing can go wrong except if you can't swim <laughs> all right segment number two your move <sighs> segment coming off the rails a little bit but just stay with me on this Giving your opponent the first move is oftentimes very advantageous for them. However, it's so damn good when you get to follow up with the finishing kill. In Magic the Gathering, do you have a moment that you let your opponent go first or proceed with the play, only to cast that interrupt, 
tap that one motherfucker, lean back and chuckle, whip out a can of deodorant and say, use this bitch, <laughs> as you ended their childhood dreams in the middle of Ellis Island Pizza. Go. I know it's very specific. Good callback but... to Ellis Island Pizza. <laughs> what, what? Hometown Baco. Um, I can lead. No, no if you, you guys, lead. Uh, do... I, I would start, but okay. I started the last one. Uh, I was playing um, this loser kid that uh, was playing Desecration Demon, and uh, the the deck was just wrecking. You know, it was just kind of like that was the the deck build of the month, and it was just crushing everyone. And uh, the first week, he like you know he did good. I think he took like one, you know, first or second, and so I. I purposely sideboarded everything in my sideboard to handle that. And there was a part where I kept tapping that, that demon. And I was just like, you know, building it up, building it up. And he was about to like swing and kill me. And I just said, "Mm, before you do that. (laughs) And that is the, that is the, my favorite thing in magic to say. In response. Mm, before you before that uh resolves uh you know um as the little timer at the bottom of our screen goes for uh jack over there with uh planeswalkers you're right waiting for (laughs) i wiped his whole board and it was just this this look of like but but that's that's all i had and i said i know and it's gone It's gone. I and I saw it in his face, and I took, took it from, from him. him. <laughs> uh, true. What about yourself? Mm, so, one of my favorite moments in Magic: The Gathering was when there were uh, there was a very special rare card. It was a it was an instant, and it was called Archive Trap. Now, Archive Trap says that instead of actually playing the mana cost, which was like three generic, two blue. Whenever an opponent searches through their deck, you may pay zero instead of actually paying the converted mana cost for Archive Trap. Archive Trap states that the opponent then puts the top 13 cards of his deck into his graveyard. I don't know how it happened, but in this shuffle and the opponent cut, in my opening draw which he went first, so I got eight cards. In my opening hand, I had three of my four archive traps. And this was the time of you play this generic land that doesn't tap for anything, but it has the ability to, on your opponent's turn, you know, you do it right as Nathan's ending his turn. You tap, you search for a land that you want, and you put it into play, and you put it into play tapped, and then on the beginning of your turn, you untap. Cool, you have the land that you need. He played it, and I looked down and I went, okay, let's let this play. And he, I, I drew a card, and I played a land, and I said, pass. And he went, okay. Now, this is turn one for him, and turn one for me, he's taking his second turn. All right? <laughs> At the end of my turn, he says, before before your turn ends, I'm going to tap this and I'm going to shuffle and I'm going to get a land. I go, that's cool, man. And he starts rummaging through his deck looking for a land. And I say, in response, 39. In response <laughs> to you searching for a, a land, 
I play three archive traps. And he puts his deck down and he stares and he's like, what? And I'm like, mill 39 cards before you get a land. And he, he literally sat there and he just went, fuck this. And he scooped. <laughs> and he was done. He didn't even stay for the second round. He was like, no, I, I forfeit. Oh, my God. It's one of my favorite moments ever at an FNM. I loved it. Last practice of the season, and this asshole thinks it's a Super Bowl. <laughs> uh, so you guys are right. I never did play. Oh, sorry. Can I? Okay, Nathan will get more of a uh, more of a kick out of this. Jack might get a kick out of it too. So this was an all blue uh, deck, in which I called it my thoroughly modern Millie because it was a mill deck. That's good. I understand. <laughs> but uh, we used to do a lot of two-headed giant back in the day, mm-hmm. uh, which is, is, is still one of my favorites. Uh, so we had a system where my buddy would play the Eldrazi deck. And my favorite deck to compliment him with that, I think it was like Magic 2013, Magic 2014, was the uh, the Dodge and Burn deck. Uh, so I could either cancel his, cancel their cards, just they'd play their cards and I would send them back to the top of their deck. Uh, it had uh, a bunch of low damage red cards or, you know, split three damage between however many people. Uh, just enough to be annoying and keep them from getting too much out on the field while Eldrazi Boy had to had to build up as much land as he could. Uh, so we were playing some other guy and he had an Eldrazi deck too. And I think the other guys were playing like a, one of the, one of the zombie decks or, mm-hmm. a, or a vampire deck. And, uh, it was pretty neck and neck. Uh, but one of my favorite cards is a blue card in that deck, the draining Welk, which is a, uh, a card that you can cancel, uh, whatever somebody else plays as a creature, uh, and then use the converted mana cost of the creature they just played and add plus one XX uh, to whatever you get. So this dude tries to oh, lay yes. down like a, you know, a, a, a 12, 12 Adrazi. And I cancel that. I send it to the bottom of his deck. And now I have a flying 12, 12 draining Welk. And that was it. And the one guy who was playing the Eldrazi deck on the other team, he didn't even stick around. It just said suddenly been replaced by computer. <laughs> so he, oh. he, he rage quitted out of that. But uh, that that was a good feeling where I could I could hear my buddy on uh, through the earphones going, and he fucking quits. <laughs> I knew he was going to bust out something at some point, and that having that draining welk in the back pocket is just absolutely clutch. Mm. It's like, oh fuck me, no, a oh, fuck you. you. <laughs> As you're casting Matt Aldrazi <laughs> in response. Yeah. You got In welt. Response? <laughs> you got welt. You got welt. <laughs> uh, segment number three. Side quest. It's all too common that the storyline isn't all that engaging. So what do we do? Every side quest you can find. Pick one of the three main worlds to be at for a week and give us one to three side quests that you would be balls deep in. 
any notable PCs or quest givers, and what is your loot for doing them? Okay, I'll go. I, I, I'm excited for this. So, you're playing in a poker game. An old man across from you has suddenly lost all of his chips, and he, can, he's, he has no longer anything to bet. When it comes for everybody to show their hands, suddenly there's a loud clunk as it hits the table. Wrapped up in a cylindrical tube-like shape, it's leather, bound in twine, and bloodstained. Mm. Shut up, Jack. <laughs> he's, such, he's such a dungeon master. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so the hand plays out. You win. And the old man suddenly just like leaves the leaves the tavern, leaves the bar, the saloon. And uh, you now want a sizable pot along with an old leather map in the poker game. This, lap me, this map leads to a local legend about an abandoned cache of gold. From, some, from a somewhat unknown posse leader ages ago. The gold is rumored to be hidden inside an abandoned and lost nickel mine. Not a self-warming vagina? <laughs> no. Please insert $75. <laughs> so that's your, that's your side quest. You, uh, you got to go to the abandoned nickel mine, which uh, coincidentally, I think you could either put it like near uh, like the Mexican border so you have some banditos to kind of deal with. Or, bad hombres. Or maybe it's uh, found uh, deep with inside, like Apache territory. So, yeah. The Red Band. And maybe maybe band. deep with inside the mine, like there's, you know, the, the, the ground gives way. The shaft in, in the mine itself is dangerous because it hasn't been, you know. Think about a man who hates you with every fiber of his being. Now imagine the shock as he grabs you by the turf. Of your head. <laughs> to release any clinging particles. <laughs> and then imagine, if you will, Drew, as he scrapes a, a roll. Dull, <laughs> rusty nut. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Suck it. Suck it. Nathan, it's been great doing this with you. <laughs> it's been so much fun, bud. All right, so uh, I'll, I'll go. Or, <laughs> Jackie, no, he's got no. more quests. No. <laughs> you got more quests, don't you? I interrupted you. No, I'm done. Oh, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> so is it my turn then? Sure. I didn't mean for that to happen. Mine's just ridiculous, but okay. <laughs> All right, so it's got to be Rome World. Uh, they, I've got three. Mm -hmm. uh, the first one, uh, the quest title is For the Love of Gods. The sultry high priestess of, of the Temple of Aphrodite won't let us enter to enjoy the pleasures of the temple <laughs> until we bring her the head of the corrupt Roman senator that beat up and raped her alkalites. Oh. So you go and you you behead this motherfucker and self-warming vaginas. Uh, the next one is Eagle has landed. You are invited by Mark Antony and, and inducted into the Avocati for a secret mission. Track down and recover season's Golden Eagle standard that is rumored to have been stolen by Gallic barbarians. Oh. We must restore and avenge the dishonor done before word spreads of its theft. Also, episode one, season one of HBO's Rome. Isn't that also just the movie The Eagle? Yeah, but it's a bad movie. Okay. Uh, after a night of drinking... <laughs> we don't talk about the eagle. After a night of drinking and whoring with my companion, we wake up and we have been shanghaied and sold into slaveries as gladiators. 
We must fight ever-increasingly difficult rounds of combat until you win your freedom in the Wooden Gladius. This side quest is, of course, called Scipio Africanus! <laughs> Africanus! The Barbarian The Barbarian Horde! Oh, Jack's just going to get too drunk one night in Rome World. And Nathan, you and I are going to be left just looking around going, who will help me carry him? (laughs) Shadow, shadow. But not yet. Not yet. Jack's going to reach up. Not yet. I I still have room. When the the officer comes to take him, Praetorian! The frost mage, the Uh, blade stick. So I also was uh, going to uh, Rome World, but I just have one uh, that one little quest that uh, it's uh, the bathhouse to ends all bathhouses. Um, so the, clean, it's filthy. Is, um, so the uh, the quest is with the Infinity Sisters, and the notable PC uh, NPC is Farah, the Inevitable. Um, the loot that I'm getting from this is XP, and I'm going to need to pee after this because I'm going to go through all those Infinity Sisters to... Oh, uh, <laughs> it's Roman world, Drew. It's Roman world. Their vaginas are always warm. <laughs> Please insert. Please. I got it. I got Please it. Put it on credit. insert five sistoshi. <laughs> or a small bag of salt. I feel like we need, like... The sponsor of some type of brand of lube for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Brought to you by Hims. <laughs> but you can imagine when, when, when things start going awry, it's like the automatic soap dispensers sometimes. It's like you put your hand under it, put your hand under it, it, it squirts in the sink. You're like, what the fuck? Oh, come on. Oh I'm just going to throw in a commercial for like Shaq doing Icy Hot. <laughs> Jesus. What would what would you guys rate Westworld with all of its flaws, with uh, all of its beauties? With all of its flaws and all of its beauties, uh Westworld gets uh I, I'm I'm gonna say three out of five bullets. I'd say I don't know. If a how much is a bit? Here, I'll I'll do mine. <laughs> I would do I would do six quests out of ten. I, I would be there for for that week. I would enjoy it, but I think there would be a point where it just uh not gets repetitive, but some of the fetch quests probably, you know, are the same. Once you've robbed the bank, you've done most of Westworld. Uh and overall though, the movie is it's fine. It's, you know, it's, I mean, it's fun for me. I like it and I'll watch it, uh, probably every two years, uh, maybe three. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> maybe three, uh, now that I've watched it twice, uh, in one year, but it's, there's something about it that I still really like. So six out of 10. All right. Uh, so Drew is uh, kind enough to look up two bits is approximately 25 cents or 12 and a half cents per bit. Uh, yeah. So if uh, if if I had to 
insert my two bits into the the magic fingers self-lubricating self-warming vagina uh i would check the coin slot return which is it's like right under the gooch um <laughs> if uh if if there wasn't a, a bit in there and i i probably only have a bit in me i'd say eh, maybe another time fair enough yeah i'll i'll come back when i get that other bit but right now i only got the bit uh, well, Drew, how can people get a hold of us? And, <laughs> and oh <my> God. <laughs> the mental images are going to haunt me. Oh, folks, if you want to get in contact with us, you can always look up the Real Feels podcast on Instagram and up on Facebook. On Twitter, we are at Real Feels Pod. You can also send us an email at realfeelspodcast at gmail.com. And uh, if you would like to send your uh, disgusted and angry voicemails to Jack. You can, <laughs> you can call the Tooch line 661-376-0030. People want to know. The people want to know. <laughs> How much is a bit and where can I put it? <laughs> I mean, you can throw it in dry, but I mean, it's like you need a, a oh. hot dog bun without any hot dog, just condiments. I've done that. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I know you have. <laughs> so what's coming up uh, on the docket for old real feels? We are getting old. We're we are getting 35 old. Uh, do- 30 or 40 in dog So dis- yeah, despite the uh, despite the delay, our next episode will be our mummy or like Egyptian themed episode. And that will be the last episode of season five. Real feels and the order of the grab baggins. And then we move on to season six and our next Tremors episode. Ooh-wee. Pig, 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 pig. <laughs> I'm going to gonna go to the store, stock up on my Graboid grape. <laughs> Perfection, Perfection peach. Perfection peach. Hey, we only got two more Tremors movies left. What's that? Thank God. And then, and then what? We're on to the show? <laughs> we only have one left. Uh, Tremors, uh, Shrieker Island. At this point, in two years, there could be easily another three, four movies. <laughs> you shaking your head at me, Drew. But, this could never end. But we haven't heard the last of Burt Gummer. Maybe. 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 And it's all right. Even if uh, Tremors is not going to have another film, we can just move on to the remaining Darkman films. <laughs> Die, dark die, man. dark <laughs> man, die! <laughs> oh, oh, shit. but that's pay uh, five yeah. bucks. Pay five. Take the fucking elephant. <laughs> my hand, my hand. <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, that's what's coming up. Uh, by this point in time, guys, please still be marking your calendars for May where myself, Nicholas Haskins, and a bunch of other content creators are going to be doing live stream for The Cure, trying to raise over $20,000 for a future that is cancer-free. Mmm. Oh. So. Love it. Well, well, until then next time, guys, you're the realist. And the feelist. There's like a 30-second countdown, and it's just like, please insert <laughs> 25 more cents. Please insert to continue where you left off. Con- continue, continue. Continue. Please insert two bits. 
<laughs> Wrong hole to dispense two bits. Please check Please coin return. <laughs> Insert two bits. It's like shake weight. <laughs> <laughs> no.